when I was asked to share a psalm, I didn't find that that easy because um, a lot of the psalms speak to us in different ways. But the psalm I did choose was Psalm 19. The reason I chose that psalm is that um, I get a real joy out of God's creation. Um, I love seeing little things and big things and it just amazes me that I had nothing to do with it. It's not the cake I cooked, but it's a flower that's got all those specks in it. It's a mountain that's covered with snow. I just love that because it reminds me of God. I just love that because it reminds me of God. Six verses. So the first six verses in Psalm 7 to 11 talks about God's word revealed in his greatness as God reveals himself through daily experience. And then in verses 12 to 14, we learn about his gracious forgiveness and our salvation. Let me read Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech, they have no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens God has pitched a tent for the sun. It's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circle to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, they're much more gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, in keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. And may they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We are surrounded by fantastic displays of God's craftsmanship. The heavens and the earth give dramatic evidence of his existence, his power, his love, his care. I love this next story. It's about a little boy who was an eight-year-old, Johnny, and he was talking to his grandpa. And Johnny asked his grandpa, Do you believe in God? Yes, I do, replied grandpa. Why do you ask? Because I like to believe in God too, Grandpa, but it sure would be easier if I could see him. Why, said Grandpa, I sometimes wonder if there's anything I can't see him in. Grandpa, Johnny's Grandpa was saying, 
that he sees signs of God wherever he looks. Do you know what? I feel like that, Grandpa. We can see God everywhere if we look for him. When, when we see God's work, we have a good reason to praise him. You don't have to go far to experience God's creation. Following are some local photos that Daryl and I have seen and enjoyed. Um, we're not great photographers, but um, I hope you get the zest of it all. So the first one is a sunrise, just like this. I'm going to put a plug in now for the Easter service, which is held at the Kingston Beach, because this is where that was taken. Isn't it magnificent? And just think, there were two birds just flying at the right time in the right spot. The next one is Russell Falls, one of my favourite spots. The day I visited there with friends, it, there was so much water overflowing that fall that you couldn't even stand on the lookout without getting drenched. That's amazing. The next one, my Daryl has been working down at Dover and in the distance is Hearts Mountain. And look at it, just covered in snow, just on the top. How perfect is that? Next one is Tawater Arch, which is another favourite spot of ours when we go to Smithton. It's an incredible water hole framed by a rock arch formation. Now if you go and see Ross and Lee, I'll put a plug in for them, they just live down the road from that. Then in our own garden, a variegated rose. Look how the stripes, not one stripe's the same. It's like the artist, God, has just used his paintbrush to do that. And then we have a pot full of beautiful pansies, each having an individual face. As we look at God's craftsmanship in nature and the heavens, let's be reminded and thankful to God for magnificent beauty and the truth that he reveals in the Creator God. Paul referred to this psalm and explained that everyone knows about God because of his existence and power proclaimed by nature. In Romans 1, 20, it says... For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what he has made, so that people are without excuse. That's no excuse for missionaries not to be telling about God. This doesn't cancel that out, because they still need to know the message of God to the ends of the earth. The psalm goes on from verses 7 to 11, describing the glorious character of God's word. Let me read them again. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Are right, rejoicing the heart. Pure, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. The law of the Lord. Here David shifts from praising God, who reveals himself in creation, to praising God for revealing himself in his word. The famous Spurgeon once said, God is the wisest who reads both the world book and the word book as two volumes of the same work. My father wrote them both. 
My father worked in both. Perfect, converting the Lord, the Lord is perfect. In 2 Peter 1.3 we read, The word of the God is perfect. It gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness. There is power in reading and hearing and studying the word of God. Lives are changed. It brings honour and glory to his name. Let me read those verses. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. The word of God is sure, being reliable and certain. In Psalm 119 verse 89 it says, Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heaven. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. God's word and commands God's word and commands contained with are right. They are right because it is the revelation of God who is holy, true and always right. If you read and listen and study the word of God, you will appreciate God's awe and majesty, the fear of the Lord. David summarised this beautiful chain of seven pearls, each describing some aspect of the word of God. He declared that the words of God are true and righteous altogether. David insisted on the value of God's word. It was more valuable than gold. Than gold. God's word is not only held in high esteem with material God's word is not only held in high esteem with material wealth, it's also compared to honey. It says honey is but God's word is sweeter still. David gives us two reasons why the word of God is greater. God's word gives us instruction warning and reward. The psalm then turns to the desire for inward cleansing. In the previous verses, David reflected on the warnings found in the word of God and a great reward found in obeying them. In verse 12, David prayed, Cleanse me from my secret faults. Do we desire inner purity? We talk a lot about still about integrity. Integrity is, is what you're doing behind the scenes when no one is looking. How do we go then? The psalm concludes with a prayer of surrender and purity. Real God. also what is said and the thoughts of our heart. The psalm began recognising the glory of God in creation and then the glory of his written word. Our glorious God of creation and revelation is also the God of a personal relationship and redemption for us, his people. May I finish with this final prayer. May these words of my mouth and the meditation in my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redemption. Redeemer. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Um, so I was asked to pick my favourite psalm and to have a little chat about it. Um, and I actually found that very difficult, like, Glennis, how do you pick a favourite psalm out of the Bible? Um, and I thought about it for quite a long time, and I, and I thought most of my favourite psalms are ones that have been put to music because then you can sing them whenever they come into your mind. Uh, psalm 23... You know, it's a great one to sing along 
I often drive to work singing Psalm 23. It's such a wonderful psalm about the faithfulness of God. Psalm 139, I don't think that's been put to music, but that is just such a wonderful psalm. That is just such a wonderful psalm. Psalm 1. Um, psalm 1. So very difficult to... Uh, so very difficult to. Uh, I, I to chose make a Psalm 91. I, I chose Psalm 91 to, to talk about, but um, I do have to mention one other. <laughs> so many years ago, my daughters. So many years ago, my daughters were singing in a choir for school, and they sang this um, Psalm 121 and first two verses, and it was with Caroline and Christina, and. Um, Sing this song. Ever since then, I sing this song. I lift up my eyes to the hills. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Such a simple couple of verses, but boy, you know, they give you so much. The Lord is the maker of heaven. Um, the Lord is the maker of heaven and that was then said, that beautiful, beautiful world that we live in, that we can enjoy, he made it, and he's went. So I just had to mention that. But anyway, um, so uh, also there's, there's a lot of verses in the Bible that almost send shivers down my spine when I read them. They mean so much. Um, one of them is 1 John 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. That's eternal truth right there in that little nugget. And um, so Psalm 91, I'll just, I'll just read it. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. 
I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So it's a psalm of security and comfort. Security and comfort. We get a lot of comfort from we those words. Get a lot of comfort from those words. <clears throat> it's the scaffolding that under, or part of the scaffolding that under underpins my faith. The Lord's truth is a shield. The Lord says in verse fourteen, because He has set His love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I don't know if I told you this little story, but many years ago now, we were in Romania for a while, and they have cobbled streets. And they have cobbled streets. Um, it was actually one, one night. Day, been um, it was actually one night. We'd been out for dinner at a, where they a lovely restaurant. traditional Romanian folk music. And we were walking back, and it was very, very dark. There were very few, um, there was virtually no street lighting. And our young, our youngest daughter, Laura, tripped over a cobblestone in the dark, and fell on the cobbles. And we couldn't see um, the hazard there, but when I went to pick her up. Um, she had fallen about that far short of a broken bottle. Somebody must have tripped over and smashed a bottle and there was all this glass everywhere and because she was little, she hadn't fallen as far and she hadn't um, landed on that very, very wicked looking broken glass. Very, very and wicked looking broken glass. And I just thank God for his protection. Um, you know, it said in here that he would he would uh, deliver us and and, and, and uh, unless we dash our foot against the stone, we all tripped over a stone. Set his angels about her. She could have had a horrific injury, but she was after that. And I just give God the glory for that. In verse 15, in, in verse 15, it says, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. God has been very, very good to us. You know, over the years, I can look and see his faithfulness working in our lives through sometimes very difficult circumstances. Sometimes very difficult circumstances. And he has wrapped his arms around us and kept us safe. And it's just so wonderful to have that he worship and cares for us. And we, he loves each one of us in every circumstance of our lives. We can, we can trust in him and we can honour him and we can love him and serve him and he loves us even when we fail him. So I'd just like to finish by reading. So I'd just like to finish by reading um, the beginning at the end because that's the part that's been set to music, and I just he who dwells in the secret place, he who dwells in the secret place, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him I will trust. I'll just Lord, pray. thank you 
for your abiding Lord, thank you for your abiding goodness to us, each one. That you deal with us individually. And we know each one of our lives. You know each one of our lives. You know our happy times, our times of rejoicing, and our times of sadness. Lord, thank you that you never let go of our hand, that you watch over us and and undergird our lives and our faith. And I just thank you for that in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Morning. Morning. I like to share some. I like to share some. These verses were and uh, my favorite verses so far. So it was very easy for me to choose this. So it was very easy for me to choose but this. But I wrote down and again. But I wrote down and again and again. Every day my emotion changes and I just take off this part and I just my final version. But this is my final version. But I'm might change again. We all have ups and downs. Over the years, there are some up and downs for me, as usual. And Ben and I settled down more in, in here in Australia. Um, for the first time, I just feel like, oh, I just want to focus on the visa. Oh, and next time, oh, I want to get a job. And next time, I want to get a job. Everything kind of kind of struggling my life and up and down coming to my life. Uh, one Recently, question stuck in my head. Uh, one Why life is head. so hard? Why life is and so hard? Again and again, and, thinking um, about again it's and getting again, more hard when you It's getting up. more hard when, when you're I was a teenager. Maybe I feel like I, I want to get a freedom, and if I get older, maybe I can be free. But now I feel like I have no more freedom, more pressure. Such as making decisions, such as making people, decisions, a lot of paperwork, caring for others, and caring for others. Eventually, I realized worrying is not a solution. Keeping worries inside. Do not make any difference. I cannot carry on this by myself. I cannot carry then on this carry by myself. On my then who can carry on my burden? That's only God. That's only God. Psalm 37, um, verse 23, and verse 24. If the Lord delights in our man's way, he makes his step wrong. Stumble, though he, he will not fall. Stumble, for the Lord opposes him with his hand. For the Lord opposes him. To keep stumbling is natural human being, because we are not perfect. It is actually helpful to learn something from it. Uh, the up and downs are the stepping stones to the promised land, to the Lord. This is our journey to be like Jesus. Let me read more. Verse 3 till 9. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desire of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness like the dawn, 
the justice of your cause like the noon sun, noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men succeed in his way, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For evil men will be cut off, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. It explains how righteous God is. The word of God tells me what to do. When something bothers me, I need to check if it is from my own desire or his will. Because nothing is more important than his will. God is good and almighty. Let's trust in the Lord and delight ourselves in the Lord. He makes our way firm. When there is up and down, do not worry. Talk to God about what you're struggling with. Our God opposes you with his hand and gives you peace. Thank you.